back with another episode of Is What It Is podcast. We're going to cover some great topics today. To get your day off started right, where business meets entertainment. Uh, Michael Bloomberg's potential uh, presidential bid, uh, former mayor and current billionaire, is thinking about entering into the uh, presidential running space. Uh, developments in the vaping world. California discloses Facebook probe. Some business news developments and obviously some developments in the health sector. Stay tuned with It Is What It Is podcast. Uh, Michael Bloomberg, current billionaire and former mayor, uh, has decided to prepare for his presidential bid. Uh, the former three-term mayor of New York and billionaire businessman sees weakness in the current Democratic field. Uh, says his aides, former uh, New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg is positioning himself to enter into the Democratic presidential primary. Long-term Bloomberg advisor confirmed to NBC News on Thursday, uh, but he has not made his final decision. Kevin Sheikhi has stated yes and yes. Wrote in an email responding to the questions about whether Bloomberg, who was 77 years of age, was preparing to run and started collecting signatures in Alabama. Moves first reported by the New York Times. Bloomberg's rationale for getting in the race now would be that the field of Democrats isn't strong enough to beat President Donald Trump, according to his spokesman, Howard Wolfson, who noted uh, that Bloomberg has helped fund Democratic congressional and state legislative campaigns. We now need to finish the job and ensure that Trump is defeated. But Mike is increasingly concerned that the current field of candidates is not well positioned to do that. Wilson said in a statement to NBC News, if Mike runs, he would offer a new choice to Democrats built on a unique record running America's biggest city, building a business from scratch and taking on some of America's toughest challenges as a high impact philanthropist. Bloomberg's wealth would allow him to compete without having to worry about fundraising challenges faced by other candidates. But if he were to formally launch a presidential bid, it would almost certainly be a target for progressive rivals such as Senators Bernie Sanders from Vermont and Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts, who have been running populist campaigns that argue the rich should be paying more to underwrite programs for the rest. So my thoughts, obviously, you can't deny the success of Michael Bloomberg. He was a three-term mayor for New York. I believe upon his departure, the law ended up changing that you could only uh, run a succession two terms <laughs> for the city, uh, for the New York City Uh get some clarification on that. If he decides to enter to the race, to me, he would be more of a Ross Perot. Uh, he'll definitely take away from the centrist uh, part of the uh, or the centrist wing uh, faction or centrist uh, uh, group in the Democratic field. He's definitely uh, not a progressive, nor does he necessarily have to be. Uh, but his entering in would bring about a definite strong moderate Opinion. Obviously, you cannot deny his business uh, ventures, his ability to uh, demand and increase revenue, his philanthropy. Um, And I think Bloomberg would be kind of viewed as the uh, what, you know, the good Trump, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know necessarily if this is the right move, if the Democrats are preparing to uh, win in 2020. I think this is a move that has to be decided internally. I think this could ultimately end up taking votes away in the general election. Uh, But Michael Bloomberg has not officially decided to run. He has not given the official stamp. I think he's just testing the water to see if there is viability. And that is all fair, um, fair dealing. So uh, looking forward to see what kind of develops out of this. If he decides to run, then 
the others just have to kind of step up and prove why they're a better uh, candidate. I mean, you have Tom Stryer, who's you know doing basically the same thing, another billionaire on the Democratic side that's entering into the race, uh, kind of a late entry. So it's not that it's too late. Uh, it's just that it might not be the most strategic time, but this is going to be an interesting development nevertheless. Vaping, interesting article by Erica Edwards. Uh, vaping illness breakthrough points to vitamin E oil as a cause. Uh, Center for Disease Control says it's too soon to say that vitamin E is the only cause of more than 2,000 cases. There's no solid evidence that vitamin E oil found in the bootleg THC vape products is behind at least some of the 2,000 plus severe vaping related injuries nationwide. Uh, but it is a breakthrough in the investigations. For the first time, we have detected a potential toxin of concern, vitamin E acetate. Uh, Dr. Ann Shakat of the CDC's Principal's Deputy Director said in a call with reporters on Friday that vitamin E acetate is an oil and is a synthetic form of vitamin E. And investigators have tested samples of the fluid taken from the lungs of 29 patients with vaping illness in 10 different states and found that vitamin E acetate in all 29. No other oils such as mineral oil or plant oils, were found at high levels. When inhaled, however, it appears to cause problems. One official described inhaled vitamin E acetate as coating of honey that sticks around the lungs. Still, investigators say they cannot yet rule out possible toxins or ingredients that may be causing uh, the illness or illnesses. There may be multiple causes, the CDC says. It will continue to test vaping aerosols. Nearly all of the 29 patients in the CDC analysis also reporting vaping THC, the marijuana ingredient that gives users a high. In a separate report also published by the CDC Friday, health officials with the Illinois Department of Public Health reported the majority of their patients said they used pre-filled THC vape cartridges that had uh, gotten, that they received from their friends or off the street or other informal sources. I think probably that is the case, I think, Obviously, the vitamin E um, acetate add-on uh, is a catalyst, but I think it's the source more than the ingredient, or it's a combination between the source and the ingredient. Uh, obviously, if you're getting something that is not tested, not FDA approved, something that's off the street, uh, there are no parameters for its safety, and therefore, uh, use it at your own risk, right? Obviously, you don't want to see anybody harmed, uh, anybody suffering from something that they have ingested uh, in any format. Uh, however, because uh, vaping is still a quite new development and the ins and outs have not been fully uh, tested and disclosed, uh, it is a highly volatile substance. And any user out there uh, should obviously be mindful uh, that it can cause problematic harm uh, and be aware of its present danger. I think the irresponsibility of thinking that it can't hurt you is the most dangerous thing. Uh, so definitely don't endorse vaping. Uh, but if uh, that is your prerogative, uh, definitely do your research. Uh, definitely look into the products uh, and make sure that, you know, it's not just um, a, a controlled substance that you're trying to get your hands illegally on. Uh, so with that being said, uh, definitely prayers and thoughts go out to the 29 patients. Now those have been negatively affected uh, by the adverse effects of vaping. California has decided to disclose the Facebook probe, uh, demands Zuckerberg's uh, emails. 
Uh, article by David Ingram, San Francisco, California, disclosed Wednesday that it has been quietly investigating Facebook for possible privacy violations for the last year and a half. Uh, state lawyers have sued the company for documents, including CEO Mark Zuckerberg's emails. State Attorney General Xavier Bacara said that Facebook's response to subpoenas from his office have been inadequate and that he was asking a state court to enforce them. We have to uncover the facts, said Bacara. Democrats said in a news conference. The only way to do that, you added, was to sue for answers from Facebook. In response, Facebook has released a statement saying it has been working with Bacara's office. Uh, California's investigation began last year during the Cambridge uh, Analytica scandal. Uh, we have since been or since the spring of 2018 been looking into the allegations that Facebook has violated California's law by, among other things, deceiving users and misrepresenting its privacy practices. He says those are serious allegations. During the investigation, Facebook has failed to provide or even search for responsive documents, according to the emails of the company's CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, and its chief operating officer, Sheryl Sandberg. The I think the bigger issue um, is that Facebook, as it is a tech company, is a mass communications company, and its range of influence is so great that now it has to come up under uh, governmental regulation because it can influence behavior so easily. Uh, Facebook is the most popular social media platform. Uh, Facebook purchased Instagram. Facebook is a behemoth out there, and when you're dealing with a behemoth, uh, the tendencies for monopolistic uh, control and, and influence and uh, harder to enter and, uh, you know, entry barriers when it comes to that sphere and uh, just how information is disseminated can become uh, quite volatile. And you have to make sure that your company is doing its due diligence and is complying with state and federal regulations. Um, at the time of its creation, obviously, this was a new uh, medium and and digital communications on this um, on this niche or in this niche was not a thing, so there really was no cause for concern. But now that it is a thing, uh, now that uh, you have to worry about uh, information that's being presented out there because uh, it can create uh, unsafe spaces, it can create uh, uh, dangerous groupings. It can lead to uh, mass gatherings <laughs> uh, that are not regulated. It can uh, lead to uh, just misinformation presented uh, disproportionately and at the same time yet allowing for the freedom of speech to exhibit itself in the full disclosure of its own power. So it's a catch-22. I think the best thing is that uh, Facebook tries its hardest to be compliant uh, understanding that it is a communication medium, that it is a giant out in that space, and giants have to be watched. But uh, being watched and being controlled are two different things. And if both parties, state or you know three parties, state, federal, and uh, the corporation can agree to uh, amicable terms, that will monitor just safe communication uh, without necessarily destroying uh, the First Amendment um, but at the same time, not allowing for atrocities to occur. And that's a fine line and a balance. Uh, I think this can be a positive thing. 
feds have charged former UAW vice president with money laundering and bribery. Joe Ashton is the 13th person charged in connection with embezzlement of union funds. Great article by Paul Einstein. Joe Ashton, who is the former VP of the United Automobile Workers Union, has been formally charged with bribery and money laundering, according to court documents. The now-retired Ashton is the 13th person charged in connection with this corruption scandal and also the highest ranking. The move by the federal authorities comes just days after UAW President Gary Jones stepped aside temporarily as he also comes under scrutiny. The scandal has tainted a union long seen as one of the cleanest in the American labor movement. And the recent events have cast a cloud over ongoing contract negotiations between the UAW and Detroit's Big Three since some officials reportedly took bribes to back off on demands during prior contract talks. Over the last two years, an array of union officials as well as some executives from Fiat Chrysler, Automobiles, and General Motors have been charged with a variety of crimes involving kickbacks, fraud, and money laundering. Ashton was reportedly under the federal microscope for some time. Top aide Jeff uh, Pystrick already pleaded guilty to his role in the case. The case laid out by federal prosecutors involves a variety of shady deals, including the production of $4 million worth of commemorative UAW watches. All told, he reportedly helped direct $15.8 million worth of union contracts for his personal benefit. So I think this is kind of... Um, I don't want to say like Jimmy Hoffa-ish, but I do mean when there is uh, a waging of uh, favor and bid attainment, um, you really, I, and I think the government really has to be set up in a stance to regulate and regulate heavily and check thoroughly uh, because how these contracts are awarded, how influence is exerted has always been problematic and the problem is you have to catch it before it grows to this right when it's actually money laundering and bribery um it's uh terrible uh what joe ashton has done uh these if these accusations are correct uh definitely don't want to see the oaw uh be tarnished with these allegations and with uh, the misconduct of this uh, individual. Uh, but I think every leader has to look within themselves and understand that it is always right to do right. Also, I think that uh, before judgment can truly be passed, I think there just has to be a thorough investigation to make sure that all details are covered. The worst thing to do is to... Uh, convict without due process is to not truly uncover and go through the, a true discovery process uh, and make Joe Ashton a pariah, but don't have any legislative and 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 any other protocols set in place to make sure that these type of actions uh, never occur again. Uh, so uh, obviously, this entails uh, and is complicit with President Gary Jones, who has recently stepped aside. Uh, because of scandal coming his way. Uh, and this just, I think, has left a bitter taste uh, in the mouth of the union uh, and then those affiliated uh, with UAW, uh, General Motors, and all uh, contract negotiations uh, as that or that which is going to proceed. Ashton 
just to wrap up and step down. Uh, originally from his junior post in 2014, was closely associated with two other former UAW officials, including former President Dennis Williams and his successor. These two were among a number of current and former unit officials who were targeted in an FBI raid. So obviously this stuff is starting from the top down, and it's just really a replication uh, and uh, basically exuding the factors of a toxic culture of union and union presidents getting certain things through dark methods. Uh, so it has to be cleansed systemically, and you have to basically start from the top down to do so. The U.S. is suing uh, Gilead, claiming it owns the HIV uh, PREP patent. Uh, the Department of Health and Human Services is suing Gilead Sciences over the patent rights to Truvada, the HIV prevention drug better known as PREP. Uh, Tim Fitzsimmons goes on to state uh, that the Department of Health and Human Services uh, is engaging in this suit uh, for patent rights or uh, to and claiming that they have actual validation and, and claim to the HIV prevention drug uh, known as pre-exposure uh, prophylax, uh, PREP. <laughs> Uh, PREP is a pill taken once daily that is 99% effective at preventing HIV transmission, according to the CDC. Uh, lawsuits have been filed in the U.S. District Court for the District of Delaware, which alleges that the CDC researchers began studying the preventative use of HIV treatment drugs like Tenovafor, TDF, uh, FTC, and two compounds in Truvada tablet as early as 1998. Uh, the lawsuit alleges that the government owns actual the patent for PREP, uh, for both Truvada and Discovi. Uh, Gilead's next generation PREP has been approved last month, setting up the possibility that both HIV prevention drugs could see drastic price reductions. HHS recognizes Gilead's role in selling Truvada and Discovi to patients for prevention of HIV. Communities have put these drugs in use in saving lives and reducing the spread of HIV. Now, Alex Azar II has stated, uh, that, however, Gilead must respect the U.S. patent system, the groundbreaking work by the CDC researchers, and the substantial taxpayer contributions to the development of these drugs, the complaint filed today seeks to ensure that they do. Uh, in response, Gilead said that the government's patent claims uh, are invalid. We're surprised, we're surprised that the government has requested uh, that the District Court judge and jury look at the same issues of the patent validity at the Patent Office uh, will be deciding. Gilead has said in a statement that we will be asking the District Court to stay the litigation to the Patent Office is the opportunity to undertake the review uh, that has been requested. So just my thoughts. Uh, to me, I think this is more about financial gain and scientific uh, honor. Uh, there are individuals... Uh, and communities that are being affected by HIV. And when there is a treatment, a drug out there that prevents the spread of it, that prevents uh, one from getting uh, exposed to it and contaminated with it, and for entities to uh, basically go into a, um, I won't even say a scientific war, but into a re basically uh, a, a rights, uh, claiming of rights war, that could affect the price in a negative way so that these individuals cannot obtain these, um, these, these prescriptions uh, at a reasonable cost. I think it's sad. I think when it comes to playing with people's lives, 
Uh, This should not be an issue. This is not a hot button topic. And I think this shows the lack of maturity on both the government and Gilead Sciences. Um, Whoever, uh, you know, worked on it and and really labored to come up with something that would save so many lives and promote happiness and peace, uh, we need to do our due diligence and award them and applaud them. Uh, At the same time, we need to make sure that this uh, PREP is out on the market, uh, that it is available for any and all who need it, and that they can afford what is available. Uh, And that is something that has nothing to do with uh, whether somebody developed the patent first or worked on the project. It's all about uh, human life at the end of the day. Uh, So my thoughts is, um, however they sort it out, it's between the Department of Health and Human Services and Gilead. Uh, but if this is negatively affecting the price and restriction of the availability of this drug, uh, then that is absolutely wrong. This has been another great episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I am your host, Cody Kelly. You can connect with me at on Instagram at CVMK33 or on Twitter at Cody's Life underscore one. I love to just engage. If you like what you hear, uh, comment, click, like, share, subscribe. Uh, Definitely all your support goes to make this podcast possible and allows us to cover more content. I definitely want to hear from you. I love to have a feature of you. Uh, When you get a chance, just hit me up. Till next time. Thanks.